yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the show. It's Jessica Cross, and you are listening to Marketing Off the Mat. I am thrilled to be sharing an incredible chat that I had with my friend Devin Watson. Devin is a yoga educator currently rooted in the Pacific Northwest. She provides mentorship and education to both practitioners and teachers through classes, courses, and immersive retreats. She is so generous with sharing her story, the good, the not so good, and all the things in between. And she tells it like it is, which I absolutely love. You're going to love her energy. You're going to love everything that she has to share in her own personal journey so it can help you take the next right step. So let's take a listen. Hey, Devin, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? So good. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to hear a little bit more about what you do and just to get to know all the wonderful things that you're putting out into the world. So thank you. Totally. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to chat today. Yes, me too. Me too. I know it's going to be so good. So tell us a little bit about you. We heard it a little bit in the intro, but I know that's like just barely going to scratch the surface of all the wonderful things about you. So, you know, tell us a little about your, about your yoga journey, um, your career journey and how it brought you to today. Totally. Oh, big question. <laughs> I love it though. <laughs> so uh, as far as my yoga journey, that whole situation started back when I was like a junior in high school. So I started practicing when I was 17. It was super cold outside here in Washington and just gross. And I found a hot yoga studio that was near my house. And I was like, oh, hot yoga. That sounds nice. And went and tried my first class totally fell in love like from that first day and it's so funny because the person who taught my first class ended up being a co-worker of mine like later on in life and it was just like so full circle and so cool but started practicing when I was 17 fell in love with the practice at the time, thought I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher, which it was still something I would love to do, love children, love teaching in general, was in college for that for about one year when I decided to leave and be a yoga teacher because it had never occurred to me that that was an option <laughs> as far right. as teaching. I was like, oh, I love yoga. I love teaching. I can just do them at the same time. Like This is amazing. <laughs> And so that epiphany happened when I was in my first year at Central Washington University. A friend of mine got her yoga teacher training and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. So left, got my yoga teacher training in 2015 that summer. It was down at the Andara Yoga Institute in Mexico. They're amazing, beautiful people down there, beautiful community. And it just kind of went from there, like came home, started teaching little bits here and there, you know, it's usually slow going as a new teacher. So got on some sub lists, got into some studios, started kind of working my way into the community and have just been building ever since have been really lucky to be in the same community for the majority of my career. And so I've been working at some studios for 
even longer than I've been teaching. So I've been working at some studios for almost nine years, like this one in particular, and then teaching there now for almost seven. So that's just so awesome. And I'm such a wonderful just group there. It's like family. And then, yeah, I've just been really lucky to travel and teach and train all over the world and meet really amazing teachers and mentors and trainers that are still a big part of my life that have had a huge influence on my career. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really beautiful journey. And it's crazy to look back now and see how equally long and short it feels. Like it feels like it was just yesterday I did my first teacher training. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, wow. But like, I've done a lot since then. And it really has been a journey of ups and downs and a lot of growth and a lot of learning and a whole pandemic and just a lot of things. And here we are in 2022. But super happy with where I've landed and really excited to see just kind of where it's going. So cool. Oh, I, I can so relate to that. It's like, it feels long and short at the same time mm-hmm. when yeah. it's so, it's so true. It, go, it goes by really fast. And I, I love that you said too, when you kind of look back and you realize just how far you've come and kind of take stock and feel a lot of gratitude. Yeah. So cool. So you mentioned, uh, you know, you're, I love what you said. It's like kind of slow going when you're starting to teach and mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're putting the vibe out. You're being a part of communities that you said you're even te- like actually working at studios, even before you're mm-hmm. teaching, kind of putting your energy there, letting everybody know that you want to be there. Um, like w- at what point were you, you're getting through your teaching, you're kind of putting yourself out there, like, did you realize that there was kind of a difference between seeing them, seeing yourself as a, just a teacher, quote unquote, versus a business owner? That's such a great question. So, and I think it, it took me a lot longer than um, people might think, or people might assume, because I don't, I didn't really take myself all that seriously as a business owner and a business person really until really about the pandemic hit. Like that, that was kind of a big reality check of like, okay, I, I do want to do this and things happen and things are unpredictable. And especially in this industry, it's a different kind of job. And, you know, what kind of things can I do to protect my passion and my career and wanting to teach? And so I was like, oh, I really have to look at this as a business. And I was really lucky at the time that I also had a really good friend of mine who was also a business mentor. Um, Her name's Janice Liu. She's amazing. She kind of stepped into my life in more of a business relationship sense and mentorship. And I was like, oh my gosh, this really truly is a business. Like you really have to look at this and run this as a business, especially if you want to be full-time, if you, if you want to survive as a yoga teacher, like if you want to be able to pay your bills, like, and you know, I'm a single person, you know, there's no dual income. It's all me. And so it was like a big reality check really there. But prior to kind of that moment of shifting and really seeing myself as a business person, I'd had little glimpses of it kind of, I think when running retreats and kind of doing bigger projects and being like, oh, wow, I'm like handling a lot of money. And like, (laughs) there's like people are depending on me for things. And I'm like facilitating international travel for strangers. And like, this is a big deal. Like this is no longer just teaching yoga. I'm now doing a lot of things that make me very nervous. (laughs) And so that was kind of a little, little teeny bits of a hint kind of at the wake up call that was coming of me just reaching out more into that kind of like business community and learning more and getting, you know, Janice as a mentor and starting to lean into that more so. 
And I think the earlier you do that as a teacher, the better, because I think I could have not only been paid more, but also been given a lot more opportunities. And I think I could have, um, not that I would do anything differently necessarily, but I think of could have gone further in certain ways faster had I seen myself not just as a teacher, but as someone who was running a small business, because it's two yeah. different energies. And, you know, the yoga community, as I'm sure like you can relate to, it's like so loving and so wonderful. And we're all friends and it's so great, but then it's also work and also business. So there's like this funny little two-sided coin. And the sooner you kind of see that and embrace it as like an exciting thing, you know, it doesn't have to be a scary thing, but kind of embrace that. I'm like, okay, like running a little business here, got to see it as that and figure some things out. And you know, doing taxes. No one prepares you for that. No, no one prepares you for that in teacher training. And so it's things like that. Like it's, there's just this whole other side of small business that really comes into teaching yoga. And, you know, if you want to do further things like retreats and whatnot outside of studios, it just gets that much more serious. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love that. I, I love your sense of, like, handling a few things that are like pretty scary. Yeah. So scary. <laughs> like my first retreats that I ran looking back now, I was like 22 and like, I, like, and I was so lucky that me and two of my best friends formed like a little business team for a few years there and we're running retreats together. And by just, I guess, the luck of the universe, everything always flowed smoothly and was beautiful and wonderful. But like, I, that was like scary. Like, and we didn't know what we were doing, to be honest, there in those first, like first couple retreats, like, yeah, it's a learning curve. Like you're figuring things out. We were really lucky and grateful that everything went smoothly and it was great. And we learned a lot and grew a lot, but looking back, I do some things differently. <laughs> I can maybe just to save myself stress too. Like it would have just been easier on myself had I understood more of the business side at that time, but you know, we know better and we do better. So it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, but it was a really, really interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. I'm sure everybody's listening to be it in your <laughs> yoga career or your yoga business or in, you know, certain frames of your life. And you kind of put yourself out there and you're like, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take mm-hmm. action. And you know, there's so, there's so much love and so many like high fives to those people. And I'm one of them too. It's like, I'm just going to yeah. figure it out. And then you look mm-hmm. back and you're like, well, that worked, but <laughs> like, totally. these, this and that could have done, you know, I could do a little bit better, totally. like, you know, mitigate some risk in some ways or, yeah. you know, whatever it is you, you kind of see, you know, with a, you know, through different, you know, they say, whatever, like rear vision is 2020. So you can see yep. everything behind you and you're like, okay, you know, great job. And we're going to learn from this and you know totally. take it into the next thing. So that's, so that's so good. So, um, so you know, what would you say, like, if you could, tell a teacher who's listening right now, who's like, oh, I guess I am a business owner. And mm-hmm. that's kind of dawning on them. Like what advice would you give them in kind of stepping into that business ownership role? Totally. So at first, like, it might feel kind of funny. Like I still feel funny about it sometimes when, you know, someone will be like, oh yeah. So you like own this business or you're like the CEO of this business. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. I kind of am the person in charge of this business and this LLC that I run. And so just leaning into that and 
understanding like there's going to be imposter syndrome and things that come up, which I'm sure some people might have heard about. I'm really glad that's something more people are talking about more openly now, because I think at every step along your career, no matter how successful you get, when you start to move into like that phase of the next big thing or the next chapter or the next challenge where you're kind of leaning into a new role, it can be really scary. And it might feel like, oh, well, like, who am I to run this business and be like sending these little business emails, like a business person, like, but you know, you just got to do it and like giggle at yourself. It's okay. And just roll with it. And the more that you see yourself as that, and I think the more that you kind of talk about it and kind of step into that role, like it'll feel more natural. And then people will respond because no one, I think, yeah, no one's going to give you permission to do it as something. Um, I believe that was something Janice told me when we were early on working through my own imposter syndrome. And she was just like, you know what, like you've got to give yourself permission to, to do that and to take ownership of that and be proud of the work you've put in and this business that you run. And you are the owner of the business and you are the CEO and stepping into that space. Also mentally, I think it kind of helps you separate the business from the teaching and not, mm. you know, kind of allowing you to have that space because it can get really overwhelming, especially if you do it full time and having that separation of like, you know, like today, for example, like this is my little CEO day. Like today I'm going to do a bunch of business and do a bunch of computer things and admin things. And I get to talk to you. And like, this is all so great. And I don't have to click into teacher mode until later tonight. And then maybe on a day where I'm teaching a bunch, I'm not going to lean into all of my business things because I'm going to allow myself to just be in my teaching space, be in that with my students and kind of see myself in two different roles, kind of even more roles. You're wearing a lot of hats in your business, but overall, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of have your business person, your CEO self, and then your teacher self and being able to kind of balance those and flow between the two and create some boundaries between the two that, yeah, I almost forget what the question was, but that's what I'm feeling. So that's, yeah, I know. I love it. I mean, you know, there's so many nuggets that you mentioned too, about just like, you know, as you're starting to see yourself as a business owner, like, how do you navigate that? Not only like the logistics when it comes to, you know, even things to time management, like Mm -hmm. you don't have a boss anymore who's telling you, okay, Jessica, you've got to do your admin work today. And oh, by the way, your sales taxes due next week. Like no one's telling you that. No, (laughs) you're telling yourself that. Yeah. And you've got to schedule it so you can, you know, make time to make sure that all of these needs for the health of your business are taken care of you know, aside from teaching classes. And then I love it kind of, you're talking about the imposter syndrome. And I always say to my clients too, and the folks that have listening that are listening, have heard this a lot. It's like business brings up all your stuff. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> like oh every last gosh, thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's right in your face mm-hmm. and you've got to deal with it. So mm-hmm. I'd love to know, Devin, like what tools do you suggest for somebody who is, you know, they've stepped into this business, they're feeling imposter syndrome, they're starting to question whether or not they're the right person, or if this is the right time. Like, what do you suggest for somebody who's oh. like feeling those, those feelings? Yeah. Yeah. Those can be some heavy feelings. Like I can mm. so relate and I have advice. That's good. I have a few things I feel like, but the biggest thing is I found the more I was kind of feeling that imposter syndrome and that own comparison and 
when that still comes up in my own life and business, I have to make sure I have a really strong circle, like my close inner circle, like my mentors, my teachers, my, you know, close friends, the people that I am sharing, you know, my dreams and my passions and businesses with, they need to be people who are really supportive and who are really like just cheerleaders for me and are really loving. And I can't have people around me who are going to feed the negative voices. Like I can't have people around me who are going to be like, oh yeah, you're right. That girl is doing something just like what you did. Maybe you should change it. Like, you know, I, I don't need that. Like, you know, I need someone like, who's going to be supporting what I'm doing or is going to, yeah, as that became really important. The further I've gone in my business, the smaller my circles gotten just personally. Like I still love my big community and my students and my friends. Like it's awesome. But the people who know like the nitty gritty of my business and what I'm doing, there's maybe four people. Like, and one of them, you know, is my mentor. One of them's my best friend who's also a business collaborator with me. One of them's my roommate who's also a yoga teacher, you know? So it's like, it's all these people who are really tight knit and can really relate and are just like, this beautiful web of support and love. And that I think is the biggest thing. And that kind of bleeds into into the next thing with social media and seeing everyone else and like seeing what everyone's doing and seeing everyone's highlight reels. And because that's what social media is, we're not getting the behind the scenes, just being really gentle with yourself and mindful of how much you're looking at other people's stuff and who exactly you're looking at and what you're getting from it. So kind of like what I mean by that is like, you want to be following people who are leaving you feeling like inspired and feeling like lifted up and like you're encouraged. You're like, oh, that's really cool. Like I'm inspired by that idea. I really love what she's doing. Not so much people that maybe make you feel bad about yourself or make you feel comparison. And that's, you know, not that person's fault. It's whatever our own reflection and relationship is that we're having, you know, it's nothing on them, but like use those mute and unfollow buttons as needed. Like, it's just, I I did not discover that until the last like year or two. And oh my gosh, it has been so helpful. And just because every once in a while, there might be, you know, some other teacher or someone that maybe they just trigger your imposter syndrome. They, They trigger your comparison for whatever reason it is. And just give yourself space from that. Just maybe like mute their profile for a minute. Like you don't need to look at that. Or search out some people that make you feel really good about yourself or that inspire you in a different way. And so just being just careful with who you let in, what you let in, and just like protecting your little like fire of entrepreneurship, because it can be a little like fragile at times. Like sometimes it's like really strong and really good. And then other days we're not feeling that way. And we're in that imposter syndrome and we feel really fragile and one negative comment from one person can just, just totally ruin your mindset. And so, yeah, protect that bubble. That's like the, one of the biggest things, like for yeah. sure. I feel like I had more to say too, but protect the bubble, good mentor, social media, be mindful. Good good points. And those are really actionable points too. Yeah. Well, those are what listening. I've done. Yeah. Like yeah. those are specific things that like I can look back and I can tell that just my life was better after yeah. doing those things. And yeah, helped so, so, so much. Yeah. And I, I love what you said about, you know, the unfollow and mute button, because I feel like sometimes and maybe it's how we're socialized as women, but I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot where it's like, well, you know, I feel 
I feel badly yeah. muting them. And I, you know, it's nothing that they did. It's me. So like, why should I punish them? Like, there's all these, right. like, like well, I don't want to like, be mean. And it's like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you need to also take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I love what you said. It's not about them. It's not something that they did. They're not coming after no. you. It's just like, protect mm-hmm. your own bubble, protect your own totally. like, mental base and it might change yeah. in six months you might be like exactly oh, that's, that's fine. I, love, I love that person yeah so. and I can even share too that like I've had like good friends of mine who are very successful business people have very successful yoga brands and companies and are just out here thriving and I'm so happy for them and I'm so proud of them but for whatever reason I start to question myself or I start to feel some type of way about myself when I see them announcing they're sold out this and sold out that and my next new thing and my next big partnership. And it has nothing to do with them. Like I love these people and that can maybe just be a little sign like, okay, like I'm just going to mute your profile. They don't get a notification for that. It's a secret. You can just mute their profile. You're not unfollowing them. You know, it's all good. And just let yourself kind of work through what you're feeling. And when you figure that out, unmute it, go back to it. It's all good. I've had that happen multiple times over the last couple of years, especially through the pandemic when I think we've all been just struggling a little more and yeah, it's all good. It has nothing to do with those people. Like it's just our own little mental health bubble that we need to protect and take care of. Yes. Oh, that's, that's excellent advice. And yeah, if you're on, if you're listening right now and you're really wondering if you should unfollow or mute or like Devin and I are saying, do it, do it, just do it, just do it. You still love that person. It's okay. You're still a nice and wonderful person. Just protect your brain. Yes. So, so good. Yes. We need, we need your brain. We need your brain Mm -hmm. so you can show up for your business. Yes. You need a happy, healthy brain to teach your yoga and run your business. Yes. So I love it. Another thing that you mentioned too, you know, for advice is like seeking mentorship. So Mm. I think there's a lot of value in having somebody who has been there, like who completely understands like all of those feelings that come up, like the beginning stages of, you know, your business also being a yogi in business. Like, I feel like it's Mm -hmm. a completely different completely. (laughs) Yeah, completely. So what do you suggest to teachers and, you know, wellness professionals that are listening? Like if they're looking for a mentor, how do you suggest they find them? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of ways that you can go about it. I was really lucky that, um, one of my, you know, really good friends ended up being one of my biggest mentors. And that was just like a beautiful happening. But I also have found mentorship in other people and just in teachers that I've really come to know and to love and people who have gone to trainings with. And then also a beautiful thing with social media is we're also connected and we can really kind of do some research and do some digging and seek people out. If you know, particularly with yoga, like let's say if you teach a certain lineage or a certain style, or you have a certain something that you are just, you know, you love, like I've always loved backbending, heart opening. It's a huge part of my practice, huge part of my teaching, something I'm really passionate about. And it just kind of naturally led me to my teacher, Talia, because she was kind of known as a, a backbender, a bendy person, you know, a heart opening person. And so kind of just through mutual friends, which people are like, oh, you should check out this teacher. Well, now years later, she's become a huge part of my career and my training. And that was just kind of really through social media. I'm pretty sure I first found her just through Instagram and through other people saying, oh, hey, you teach and love this stuff. 
she kind of teaches and loves this stuff. I feel like you would vibe and they were right. (laughs) And then outside of that too, I've found that even if it's maybe not a specific yoga mentor, like you might find mentors outside of your own industry, like even within just, you know, the general business realm, like you can find a mentor who's like just a business mentor, just a financial mentor or a marketing mentor or whatever it is outside of also having those specific, you know, yoga centric mentors who can maybe help you with all those different sides. Um, but I really like what you said too, about being a yogi in business. Cause that is whole other, whole other situation. (laughs) It is. It really is. Like, it's such an interesting thing. And like I mentioned before, the community and the industry itself is so friendly and so wonderful. And we're also, you know, often very like close and very like intimate and like a friendly way. And that can also make business interesting. Like, and very, you often feel like you are always working with friends. And working with friends can get very sensitive and very interesting and having mentorship to help guide through that, I think is huge. Like I've started um, doing mentorship like myself and working with newer teachers and kind of doing a lot of that. And it's some of the best work ever. It's definitely something I think I was like meant to do and kind of has been leading my own teaching career has kind of been leading me toward it. Like I never would have been ready to do that until now. And now that I'm kind of here, I'm like, oh, wow. Like I've kind of come through all this and a lot of people were asking me questions and asking you know well what about this first year teaching second year teaching and I was like oh yeah I guess that is something I can speak to at this point and yeah it's just it's a very interesting interesting business to step into (laughs) the biggest issue that most people seem to have is that they just like don't even know where to start and they don't know how to step into that space of like being a leader being a public speaker and like they think they need to be able to do all the most advanced postures to teach yoga. They think they need to have everything perfect before they can do it. And that's just, that's just not the case. <laughs> like yeah. we start when we're ready and yeah, totally. I forgot the question yeah. again, but you have such that great is questions. Good. I love it. <laughs> I could just talk on them forever. They just get me thinking it's the best. <laughs> you're a great yeah, you're, 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 <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, well, thank you. You just want to hang around and compliment me. That'd be great. I love um, it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're nailing, you're nailing them. They're so perfect. So just, and there's so much value in mentorship and mm-hmm. they may, the mentor may come to you in, in ways that, you know, you might not be expecting versus, you know, a friend that you meet and you realize, you know, how much you could learn from this person or, you know, just reaching out on Instagram to somebody who's like, Hey, you should follow this profile. who knows totally right totally I just remembered another thing too um something that was really powerful that one of my teachers I can't remember which one said to me when I was talking about kind of seeking mentorship or taking advice from different people and I believe it was a different person had given me some advice I wasn't really sure how I felt about it and all my teachers said is they're like well you probably shouldn't take advice from someone you don't want to be like And I was like, oh, that's so good. I was like, that's so good. And I feel like that's a good, just like nugget with mentorship. Like when you're seeking a mentor, like look for someone that you admire, like someone that, of course, you're not trying to be that person, but someone that like you enjoy what they're putting out. And like, you would want to be in that same space. You would want to be doing a similar thing, a similar energy and someone that, yeah, like you're taking advice from someone you'd actually want to be like. Because once I kind of had that epiphany, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I wouldn't take advice from someone I don't want to be like, that would lead me somewhere I don't want to be or somewhere I don't want to go. 
so that was a, a big thing with mentorship too, that one of my teachers said that I was like, oh yeah, golden nugget. Going to put that in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that and it's so, it's so good. And it's so simple too. When you, when you think mm-hmm. about it, we just see like a teacher who is successful and you're like, well, you did it. So tell me how you did it. And, but maybe you don't resonate with them in any other way than mm-hmm. your own curiosity about that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it might not be the person for you. And that's fine because you don't want totally. to, end up, as you said, where you don't want to be. So, right. Right. Or like yeah. waste your own time and like energy, you know, like find someone you really, really are grounded with and like really connect with. And that it's just, and it's more beneficial for everybody. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Same, same for the mentor as well. Yeah, like, totally. It works for everyone. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Well, and you know, on the topic of mentorship too, it's like, there's some, there's some craziness in the yoga world and in the yoga industry when it comes to mentorship and the people who might try and step into your life as a mentor or as, you know, a leader, confidant, guide person. And yeah, you got to really be just aware and be very mindful because there's just all kinds of unfortunate situations that can happen and do happen in all industries. But especially I think in, you know, places like the yoga industry, because we're all so loving and friendly and want to connect. And we're all often very trusting people who want to see the good in other people. But like, I've had a mentor and like a person in my life who ended up being like very toxic and very not good for me. And, you know, now at looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, the signs were there, but I just, you know, couldn't see them learned, grew, super grateful for the experiences, you know, that came after that. And the mentors I have now are amazing, but looking at that, you know, and even speaking to my own mentees, whether they end up working with me or not, you know, when we're first talking, I'm like, make sure you just really find someone that you really trust. You have good gut feelings about them. You feel safe and supported and really seen and just don't settle for less than that. Like it's, yeah, just being very much honoring your own truth and like what feels right for you and those like gut feelings. Yeah, I I so agree. And I I can think back to, you know, previous versions of myself and in my business where, you know, I had, you know, an opportunity and I had a gut feeling that something was off, but I didn't listen to it because, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Like, and you, all the things you tell yourself to ignore the gut feelings, yep. all yep. those stories. And yep. then, you know, at the end you're like, oh, I, oh, I should have listened. <laughs> yeah. That hindsight again, we look back and yes. we're like, oh, there was a red flag every step of the way. <laughs> like yes. <clears throat> yeah. You know, we, we learn, we grow. But, yeah, we do. Um, and in, in that, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm sure you are, you know, as you were totally. saying too, you know, you're, you're grateful for the lessons that you took from that situation because it informs your teaching and it helps you so much. your mentees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so much. And it really, it really built me into like the business person I am now. Like it really strengthened kind of that part of me because I think until going through that experience, I wasn't fully, um, I don't know if taking myself seriously is the right term, but a lot of the imposter syndrome, you know, kind of, didn't see my own power and didn't see that I had just as much value and influence as this person. 
you know, like I kind of gave this other person, put them on a pedestal, gave them way too much power and influence in my own life. And now looking back, I'm like, oh girl, like, no, you were, you totally could have done all that on your own. Like you did not need that person. You weren't successful because of them. It was more so in spite of them. Like, and so mm-hmm. it was a very, um, yeah, you know, a tumultuous thing to go through, but like I grew so much and it really formed me into the teacher and business person I am now. And I'm so much stronger in my own voice and in my own boundaries and everything now. And I really speak to that a lot with my mentees and with my students and with anyone in any of my classrooms is just, yeah, like, cause you know, you know, what's right for yourself and like your gut feeling won't lie to you. And yeah, it's just, it's a, an interesting, interesting little relationship out there with mentors. And it's important to find the people that are right. Yeah, that's, that's amazing advice. That's amazing advice. There's, there are a lot of people out there who mm-hmm. are doing this work and you know, I, I'm always glad to see, you know, more people stepping into the role too. And it's just mm-hmm. like, do your homework, like, mm-hmm. have a chat with them, check yep. your gut, maybe totally. do a Google search, whatever totally. it is. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> You know, the internet can tell you a lot, (laughs) you know, the internet can tell you a lot, you know, maybe some other people they've worked with, if they got student, you know, something like you can, you can pretty much suss people out pretty well nowadays. And yeah. And then at the, you know, end of the day, just trust your heart, trust your gut. Like, and yeah, that's the best place to go. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Thank you. Very generous. Yeah, of course. No, it's that's advice. Like I love to give because I really. I wouldn't wish like an unfortunate toxic mentor on anyone. And like, as much as I grew from it, I'm like, yeah, sure. If I could just like pluck that little situation out of my history, I might, but it's okay. We've grown a lot. We've learned a lot. And now that's why I'm such a passionate mentor and why I love to work with the people that I work with and hold that safe space for them. You're sharing that experience with us too. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. So good. Okay. So I, I, I'm so curious to know what you're going to say for this question. So if you could go back at any point of your business journey or any previous version of Devin and just say something like whisper in her ear and tell her something that would save her a sleepless night, maybe a headache, what would it be? Totally. Oh, it's like, it flows right kind of into what we were just talking about too. So it would just be like, trust your gut and know your worth. And there's also, there's no right time. Like there's only right now. And so just those things, like, it's just, those are like, I could get them tattooed on my forehead, but they're just like tenants of life. I feel like that took me, you know, as long as they took me to figure out, but I totally wish I could go back in time and just reaffirm with myself that, yeah, no, like you are worth a lot more than you think you can trust yourself more than you think you can. And you know, what's right for you. And like we were talking about, even back when we first started chatting that just kind of like diving in mentality and just doing it, like it's really valuable. Like as much as, you know, yeah, we look back and we're like, sure, we could have done some things different. You got to start sometime, you know, and you got to just like baptism by fire style, just throw yourself in there sometimes. And just do it. Cause a lot of the, most of us, and most of the time, I don't think we ever feel like ready per se, or like, Oh, now I'm, you know, everything is in the perfect spot. I'm totally ready. Totally good for teaching my first class or running my first retreat or 
putting in my first resume application or whatever at a studio and auditioning for a studio owner, you know, it's just do it, just try it, just do it. And then it'll be done and you can move forward and you can reflect on that experience and then do the next right thing. And just moving Mm -hmm. from, yeah, right now, as much as you can, like another one of my teachers, Julia now is like her one of her favorite words and she just like says it all the time like in responses to questions like I'll be like oh well maybe I should just not she'll be like now well when should you do it now <laughs> she was like and it's just it's great and so I hear her in my head all the time when I'm hesitating you know to maybe do something or like this morning I needed to um book a flight to go see one of my mentors and to go work with her in June and I was like oh I guess I could book this tonight and in the back of my head Julie was like now book it now <laughs> like okay I'll book it now just do it now and it's just yeah it's great it's very motivating and it also keeps you present keeps you grounded um yeah but I think yeah just kind of tying into that same idea is just taking the leap like just do what it is you want to do and like if your heart is calling you towards something like it's right like just trust that like when I first left college to be a yoga teacher everyone thought I was crazy like so crazy (laughs) I love my dad so much, like sweetest man in the world, but he full-blown thought I was like joining a cult. Like he like, he's straight up, like so scared. Like he just did not understand. Well, like, you know, I had never, no one ever told him anything about yoga. Like he had never heard of this crap before. Like he was like, what are you doing girl? Flying down to Mexico, leaving college, going to go live in a tent in the desert. What are you doing? Like, you know, so I can see from maybe a parental point of view how that was a little alarming, but I just had a feeling and I knew, and it was, it's so funny thinking about it too, because then when I, it was my first time leaving the country, I was 20. I just left college to do this. And then a literal like hurricane tropical storm hit Mexico the night I was supposed to fly in. And only like eight of us agreed to get on the plane and like still fly in. And so like just full blown, my parents like this girl is crazy. Like they're just like, it was insane. But like everything worked out. It all worked out. And I, I just knew, like I just, knew like I needed to be there I knew it was right like the whole time and I think that was really the first time in my life I'd had a feeling like that really deeply and really followed it and kind of gone against even like friends or parents or you know people being like hey that's a dumb idea and me being like you know what it's actually not but okay and just moving on and doing my thing and it ended up being the most transformational experience of my life at that point that fully launched me through my path and my career where I'm at now. And had I not just trusted myself and followed that and had I listened to those people around me, even like my lovely dad, who I love so much, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at now, like really like living my dream and able to teach yoga for a living and do what I love every day. And yeah, like, that's just, it's, you know, sometimes I think people think it's cheesy advice, but it's just so true. Like, you just got to do it. Like, if your heart is calling you to it, and it you just think about it, and it keeps you up, and you know, it's a thing you want to do. And you just dream about it, like, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, I love I love what you said. And I'm going to have to borrow this and I'll credit, I'll credit your friend or your yes. mentor. Uh, yes. But that, that's so good. It's like, there's no right time. There's right now. Like that's, 
And I think, you know, we kind of get caught up in this like whole myth of the right time and, you know, all the conditions must be just so, and the ducks are in a row before, I didn't mean to rhyme there, but I did, but it has to be like, yeah, it has to be perfect before we can take action. And then, you know, you may, I lived in this place for a little bit, a little while, you might look back and years have gone by where you're continuing to wait for the right time. Mm-hmm. And the right time is the one that you decide, like, that's yep. it. Yep. So That's so good. And, you know, you might have a chorus of people behind you. They're like, what are you doing? Like quitting college yeah. or your job for yoga? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, yeah. what the heck is your problem? You've got mm-hmm. it all lined out. And you know, those people are, it's, it, even though at the time you're feeling like, wow, gosh, yeah. don't you want to support me? But like, it's coming from a place of love because they're trying to protect you, which is totally. probably what your brain's been doing this whole time too. Yep. So it's like, and, you know, thank you. And I'm going to do this anyway. Totally. So, well, cause like okay. they, they can't see your vision, you know, that's kind of the other yeah. thing, like kind of circling back to when we were talking about the imposter syndrome and all that, and kind of keeping that intimate circle tight who you share those biggest like passions and dreams and goals with because like yeah not everyone can see your vision not everyone can see your dream and like what you're doing and they might not understand it they might never understand it like I have people that are very close in my life that I love very much that I know they fully do not understand my life and I think they still think I'm a little crazy they love me anyway it's all good I love them it's good we love each other but you know, it's okay. And then it's funny too, because those people, you know, some of them who early on definitely didn't see the vision have now circled around six, seven years later. And they're like, Oh, wow, you're like doing this whole yoga thing. Like, look at you. And I'm like, yeah, funny. You mentioned that I spent the last (laughs) seven years building this business. (laughs) <laughs> thanks for noticing <laughs> totally I'm like yeah no kind of been doing that every day for like almost a decade <laughs> but it's, it's okay like but yeah not everyone can see your vision but like you can like and you know and you can and you have to remind yourself of that and like let yourself be excited about it too like lean into not just the anxiety but like be excited like and celebrate those things and another thing as like a small business person yoga teacher entrepreneur like you have to celebrate yourself because like there's also not going to be a boss who's like oh congratulations you know one year you made this many sales or you sold out this thing or that thing like you have to do that for you and you have to like let it be exciting and let it be special and yeah and like it's very much just rooted in you and like in your vision and letting yourself and your tight circle nurture that you know, other people, it's okay. Like, it's okay if they don't get it. It's fine. Yep. They'll get it. Oh, Maybe they'll true. get it. Maybe they won't. It's okay. And this, and that's yes. And that just giving them their permission to have their thoughts and you have your own thoughts and everybody's just happy in their own little worlds. And <laughs> you can't let it stop you. Right. You can't nope. let it stop you. And totally. the celebration thing that you mentioned, oh my goodness, I feel like mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, I, myself as a business owner and a teacher, like I'm always working on. And I love that you brought that up because I think you nailed it. Like no one's going to be like standing, you know, behind the bleachers with their like pom-poms and you're like, you, you just auditioned. Great job. Yeah. Like, no totally. one's doing that. Right. No one's going to do that. You are, it's on you now. <laughs> so yeah. you celebrate like, and even yeah. the small ones. Yeah. The small ones like Maybe too. a mentor. Like maybe if you get a good mentor, they could be your cheerleader. Yes. <laughs> it's like, but then you still got to cheerlead yourself. Cause it's like those small wins, like they mean something. And 
the time you put in means yeah. something and all of everything you're doing. Like, yeah, you just got to hype yourself up sometimes. That's good. Yeah. It's so true. That's so true. Okay. So this is so awesome. Like if someone's listening and they're interested in working totally. with you, like yeah. how can they find you and what do you have coming totally. up? So I always have lots of different things going on for both teachers and students of yoga between online courses and online education opportunities, as well as in-person opportunities. Super excited with, you know, everything travel-wise and, you know, all those calming down to be able to travel a little more again. Retreats should be announced for 2023 relatively soon, by the end of the year, definitely. And then I'm just going to have all kinds of things coming up, but you can find everything at devtheyogi.com. And I keep it simple. It's devtheyogi everywhere. So it's devtheyogi.com. Dev the Yogi on Instagram, Dev the Yogi on TikTok. I do a lot of different fun little yoga education things on TikTok. Lots of Q&A over there too. And community classes on live TikTok almost every Saturday, every other Saturday. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So much fun stuff coming up. Trainings, courses, retreats. I hope to see everybody there. Yeah. You guys totally. gotta hang with Devin. She's such a treat. Well, this is so awesome. Thank this you again. This is so great. Oh my gosh. Yes. And no, we'll definitely have to chat again. If you ever want to chat more, I'd love to. This was awesome. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Thanks again. Totally. Have a great day. You too. Okay. I told you it was so good, right? Devin is incredible. I just loved having that time with her and she has so much energy and she's so vivacious and she also tells it like it is, which I very much appreciate in this world. So we're talking about this beautifully curated Instagram world that we live in right now. She's not afraid to say the truth. So I'm just so grateful for her and that connection. And if you want to connect with her, you can find her on IG, on TikTok, and her website is also all Dev the Yogi, D-E-V the Yogi. Check her out, send her a DM, let her know that you heard her on this show. And I would be so thrilled if you two connected. Also reach out to me. Let me know what you thought. You can find me over on Instagram at jessicacross.co. What'd you think of the episode? What do you want to see in the future? Tell me more. And if you're looking for mentorship in the business space, somebody who is a yogi and also understands the marketing and the business world, I can help you there. So let me know if that's something that you're interested in. You can check out my one-to-one thought partnership containers, 90-day thought partnership, and Boxer with Jess. These are ways that I can help you take the next right step for you in your business. Okay, we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care till then. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Mat podcast. And give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off the Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.